0: Hello and welcome to another video here we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, various things we we did this week and um, do some playing and uh this will be a live stream so if you have any questions happy to talk things over <laughs> So a few tunes that we've been working on, um, working on Falling Grace a little, little bit here. Um, and we're working on um, a Prelude to a Kiss uh, Duke Ellington tune. And uh, also So What. So kind of picking three tunes per month, just kind of to feature and uh, talk about so I think I'll start out by maybe do a little improvisation on uh, Prelude to a Kiss, and then we'll we'll do a little playing on some of the other ones, and so just kind of talk about just maybe d- just d- general approaches and things like that. All right, so uh, let's get started here. A prelude to a kiss here. Um. All right, find a good tempo. so i think it was monday uh, we talked about this tune and uh, did some analysis on it um talked about the different sections and the uh, progression and um so when we're when uh, think about a certain tune um we can think about what happens kind of moment by moment and then we can think about what happens in the overall scheme of things the bigger picture of the of the tune itself. So um, um we took some some moments in the tune and, and looked at where things end up resolving to and kind of worked it back from there. All right so um so we decided on C and if we kind of let's say we move over to the screen here. If we back up kind of from there, we have this uh, its really kind of cool sound of the um, G7 flat 9, you know, as a, at a moment. Right, so it has, even has that kind uh, the melody there at some point. So that's kind of a, a cool moment. And not to go too much off on a tangent, but... That's a really kind of important note in general, and a key key center, um, right? If we had a, a, if we made a bebop scale out of this major scale, right, we'd find that that same note. It's kind of sitting in between the six and the five, those sort of bridges. Uh, uh, two fairly consonant tones um, uh, there Another area of significance for that for that particular um, tone is for the um, Phrygian dominant kind of sound which is going to give us the 5 one and minor and the relative minor so notice if we have a a, harmonic minor and then we have that leading tone to the a minor okay so that tone is a uh, significant uh, from that perspective as well so that's a, a tone that's gonna be very commonly um, uh, Use that's actually sitting kind of outside of the the key signature, so um, just to go just a little touch further, um, relating that back to that uh, G seven, uh, so G seven flat nine the key of C. If we built a scale on that, then we um, get that A flat as well. So. Um, and now in the context of the other, um, harmonic minor on a harmonic minor that think of it as a G sharp and I, and, but in this context, we would think of it as a flat. Okay. that gives us that flat nine sound. Okay. So there are, you know, kind of three areas of context there. So that's the, um, C harmonic major scale, and we're kind of looking at it also from the perspective of the G. So that's a mixolydian with a flat nine. Um, And um, then also the Phrygian dominant. So, um, and the bebop scale. So all kind of share that one tone that just sits outside of the key signature. All right, so that's an area of significance. Now a circle of fists so notice we have this, these little, I was playing this a little bit. During the, um, during the playing part there. So, you know, D7, G7, C7, F, right? Circle of fifths, here again, circle of fifths. Another thing, you know, so we we have this G, and there are some variations to the chord progression, but but G sharp diminished. Diminished. Now, that's interesting, right? Because that's um, if I take a G thirteen, let's say, and I raise this up a half step, it's kind of like the G thirteen over A flat, right? Even if I put the G up high. but actually when I was playing I was doing a little more like this. I'm at A flat way up here, right? So you have see. Okay. So there's a little bit of context there for that. So you might think of this, this maybe less so as a, a G, as and more so maybe as an E over G sharp. Say we had um uh uh, E over G-sharp here, okay? That's kind of um, the five of the A minor. So anyway, kind of a little bit of a perspective on that that you might uh, investigate. Then we end up with a two five in a related key of G major, and then a two five back to C. Okay. Um, so so we had a lot of so it's, it's um, has this pool to see and it has these um, these certain progressions that move in this um, uh, very kind of set, uh, set way um, and very uh, planned out um, or kind of working with the nature of the tonal system there. And with this particular tune, All right? All right, go too in, too far into it, but then we go to uh, key of E, and then we do another uh, uh, progression: uh, one, six, two, five, for the most part. Three flat three, two five. Okay, and then we get into getting ourselves kind of back to where we we started out. Okay, um, so another tune that we've been working on um, is um, Falling Grace. And I I know I did a video on this, a melody video on this one. And um, so um, it's a really, really fun tune to also play. Just to improvise on a great melody, and to improvise uh, on it as well. Uh, so, we'll um, do a little playing on it, and then and then we'll talk about it. I might read these changes. Um, on this too in a little bit here. Okay. And, um, so we'll do a little playing on this one as well. Uh, um, so a very different piece, um, from a different period. Okay. So this is a Steve Swallow and it's just a different time period different kind of movement and, um, and jazz in that, that time period. So all right, we'll do a little, uh, playing on it. Um, and I get the Close-ups of the hands here. So um so this particular tune, um we have this uh, kind of um, movement uh where we still we still have these um kind of two five motions, we have this um kind of um you know classic sort of progressions, functional harmony. But at the same time we kind of moved from things um r- move um, to and from different harmonies in sort of different ways so there's some slash chords there which kind of contributes to that sound um, we have um, maybe sudden sudden changes that are um, are not like kind of set up through a like a two five uh, to a one progression so for example like G major the first end of the first section and it goes to C minor so we start to get this impression of a little more of like a palette for a moment of time something like that at least that's my my kind of impression of it um, and then we have these kind of key areas that are um, set out so notice at the at the end of the uh, form we have a um, B flat major, E-flat, major, seven, and A-flat, okay. So what's significant about that in a um, kind of tonal harmony in that perspective? Um, So in any one key center, that that just doesn't happen. So um, if you have, um, let's say, um, you know, key of E-flat, example let's just kind of pick one of these i guess this would be the most logical a flat would be the four chord e flat would be the one chord and then the five chord would be this b flat seven. okay so that's not the case in the progression right if we had b flat major seven okay then we could or key of b flat key of two flats then we could have uh the, the um e flat would be the uh, four chord and then a flat is not in that key signature. Okay, so we kind of run into these little issues. A flat, we don't have E flat major 7 or B flat major 7, we do have E flat 7. So that's just kind of interesting that those all land um, one measure when at least when you wrap around and repeat the tune. So, um, but ultimately, um, you know, sort of that that second section um, in general general kind of points pretty clearly to the key of two flats with kind of a, a secondary dominant going to the key of the three chord but that ends up being a three flat three two five so that whole section it kind of lays out as key of Key of two flats, you might say, for the most part. Um, And then if we look at the kind of first section, if we just look at the major chords that we visit, we visit A, uh, A flat, major seven. Just check in on our live stream here. Okay, looking good. So if you're checking this out on the... Uh, podcast. Um, this is also available as a uh, live stream replay on the um, YouTube channel for members. All right, so, um, so yeah, we have A flat, we have uh, F, and we have G. Right? Okay. so. Collectively, all, all three of those don't really fit into one key. Oh, we also have E-flat, sorry, E-flat major. So E-flat major and A-flat, you could situate those two in the key of three flats if you wanted to. Um, But yeah, so F and G, right? So we get those, okay, from kind of different tonal area, so you could say at least three um, for that, right? So the first, let's say, uh few bars, we have the A-flat. Now in the melody, we have this uh, D-natural, right? So that kind of gives you an idea that maybe key of three flats. Okay. And then we have this five of... G minor, two five to E flat, and it kind of goes right back to uh, G minor. Now we have the slash chord, though. So, kind of the way that it it moves, um, you know, these these progressions move, it's a little bit different. So we get that. Find another spot for this. Oh, that'll work. Let's do it down here. All right, so really thinking about how these voicings kind of move from one to the next. We still hear these two fives and things. All right. So, um, yeah, so we had that that tune and we're going to just kind of dig more into that and try to gain some insights with that. Um, then we have another tune called, uh, So What? So let's do a little play on that and, um, think about it. And, um, you know, just kind of in general. Um, and, another another tune that's got the same changes, uh, Impressions, uh, by John Coltrane. Okay, so so here is kind of another another approach, which is more um, having to do with modal modal playing. Um, so we can use different techniques to kind of stretch out and maybe create melodies and harmonies and things like that. So uh, so let's do a little playing on this one as well. Do this with kind of medium. Thank you. So um, you know, one of the challenges there, I would say is um, you know, playing um, um, and just just creating lines in that context where the harmony is not really like directing you um, directing your line in any particular way. So it can um, be a challenge. you know, so both extremes, I think can be um, be a challenge, you know, if you're playing um, giant steps, By John Coltrane and kind of working through all that, you know that's going to have its own um, challenges. I'm just kind of working with that constant flow of of changes, or that very quick flow, I guess I should say. And then here things are just way more open, um, and just kind of sitting on a harmony for a pretty good. Long time, so you can um, you know really explore different moments. I didn't get too out there on the uh, uh, chromaticism, but um, but that's another thing that we talked about earlier this week was uh, to play um, you know chromatic uh, lines and uh, using a little bit of uh, you know, some of the guidance that uh, David Liebman um, provides for us in his book um um chromatic uh I'll have to look that that name up here quick uh, which we'll be you know kind of spending more time with um as we go a chromatic approach to jazz harmony and melody so i'd recommend that book there all right everybody we'll um double check in on the comments here and um I'm going to call it a day here for today, so um, thanks for checking this video out, and um, I will see you in a new one really soon. Thanks, and have a great uh, practice session.